From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 379. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you today? I am fine and dandy, my friend. I have a special pen sitting here. Oh, yeah? Today, yeah. It is the very next uh, Brad Dowdy produced Retro 51. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, um, funny story with that. Um, you came up in the queue for the Kickstarter Burton Reward. Yep, because um, you which didn't will... bring mine to San Francisco like you promised. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So uh, this all this all ties in together. Um, I promise, uh, and we'll we'll update the uh, the Kickstarter uh, momentarily in full. So I was like, oh, there's Mike's name in the queue. It's time. So Mike did not get special treatment. He got. <laughs> He got queued up just like everybody wait. else. Yeah. yeah, so his number his number popped and uh and I had just like the day before started I was rummaging through my the shipping department slash office. It's it's completely turned upside down right now because my wife has built a photography studio out there, which is great. It needed it, but it's in full transition mode. So like mm-hmm. a bunch of my stuff got shifted around and moved to facilitate this. And one of the shelves where I keep just some display items, you know, just, you know, the stuff for display and like make the office look cool and fun. And mine were the retro 51s that I've done in the past, like one copy of each. Like I keep the 001, you get 002, Anna gets 003. And I keep my 001s up there. And I was, they got moved off the shelf. So I picked them up and I was looking at them and I grabbed the isometric one that our friend uh, uh, Michael Jacobs did two releases ago. Uh, well, with this new one coming out next weekend, two releases ago. And it said 002. I was like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> so apparently I owed you that 002 model of the mm. isometric. And um, yeah, so there you go, Mike. <laughs> you got the two years ago when with your Burton that I forgot so I had just received the latest version, um, which will be released this weekend, the Pastel Shibas, uh, which I'll talk more about next week. <clears throat> and I said, hey, I can get ahead of the game on this one to ship Mike all the stuff I'm mm-hmm. late with and get him an early version of this one. So did I Did I make up for my tardiness? You did, because I'd forgotten that I didn't own the isometric until it <laughs> arrived. So that's good news. Uh, so yeah, the new one is called Pastel Shiba, right? Um yes. So you can probably work out. Well, I'll say you can think you maybe have an idea of how it looks. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've said this to Brad before we recorded. It's my favorite of the uh, special edition Retro 51s that Brad has done so far. And it will be on sale sometimes this this week. Yes. Yeah. Start going on sale to Panatic members on Saturday, then public on Monday. All right. So something like that. So yeah. So it's uh, in conjunction with a friend of mine named Susan Lynn. Uh, she goes on her online name is Mint Lotica, and we'll like I said, we'll talk in full about it next week once I once I have it released. Today is not the day to uh, release the info on that, but we'll talk about it next week and um, give you all the deets. But I'm I'm thrilled with it, and I'm I'm super glad that you like it too. So like like that made me happy. And I'm I'm mostly happy that I got it to you <laughs> on time <laughs> to make up for all of my lateness in the in the other goods. So now I need to go look for my 001 isometric and make sure I still have it somewhere, which I'm sure I do. It just was somehow not in the right place. <laughs> all so, right, you um, mentioned the Kickstarter, right? Yeah, what do you think about the Burton case? You had seen it before, oh, like I've carried it around. Yeah, yeah, oh, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I like the wax yeah. canvas a lot. The size is perfect. Pockets are great. Like I'm looking forward to putting that thing to use. Yeah, we've gotten wonderful feedback on that, except a couple of people, and I, I say this lovingly and, and jokingly, a couple of people like didn't read the description and were just expecting our standard 1000D uh, Cordura, and they're like, this material feels like super weird, and like there's a coating on it. I'm like, mm, yeah, it was kind of on purpose. <laughs> so I, I, get to, I did get a couple of emails about that, which uh, I, I found like super funny, and uh, people, once I replied back, people were like, oh, oh, okay, I, I, I got it now i just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything wrong with my case i'm like no it's a feature (laughs) so i am as we record this podcast i am less than 100 backers away from being done fulfilling so by the end of the day today i will send out an update saying i am done because i will finish that today and 
On top of that, the video from the San Francisco live show is complete, edited, and everything. I said I was going to have it by the end of September, and I got it yesterday, so it was pretty much on time. So we'll have that. I'll wrap this up into one kind of big, almost final update. So we'll have the video out. Let's say I will update everybody with everything tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. I'll get shipped, and then I'll have uh, a message and a link for the final video out to everyone tomorrow who backed our project and then we'll be nearly done nearly tidied up we'll be de- yep and uh we've already started on next year pretty much yeah we started the planning at least yeah 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 we, we're laying the laying some groundwork so yeah it's time uh, i want to give some follow-up on sheen inks so we talked about these last week the colt pen sheen inks i have tried them on tomorrow river paper and can definitely see a sheen now in the two mm-hmm. that i tried out so needs more testing, but I can see it. I can see the gold in the red, right? Like I can see it. It's happening. <laughs> it's real. So now I know it works. I now need to test it more, but it's happening. Yeah. The thing I like about the sheening inks is when you see it later, right? Like at the time you're doing it, it's still wet and then it dries and you yep. start to see it. But then when you go back days later, like if you're opening your notebook again, like a day then tomorrow mm-hmm. and see what you wrote yesterday... I'm always like, dang, that looks cool. And uh, I, I just, it's something I enjoy personally. So I was wondering, you know, if you might, you might enjoy it as well. So, uh, but yes, it is particular. You do need to use it on a properly sheening type of paper. So uh, I'm uh, hopefully, I'm uh, positively, uh, uh, I guess, impressed that you're using it and uh, want to continue using it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to, I need to, I don't know how I'm going to do different types of tests, but I need to do different types of tests, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And are you using like one of your Sailor Medium nibs, something like that? No, it's in a Stub Nib Twisby. Oh, right. And perfect. my, Even I have a Platinum, my 3776 in a broad. Oh, um, nice. That's oh, by perfect. the way, the, uh, the, uh, 3776 Galaxy. The yes. broken nib pen that has been mm-hmm. shipped to the UK supplier as confirmed receipt, and they're now sending it over to Platinum in Japan. All right. Well, so. we got some movement, so yeah, and well. some communication. Mm. 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 Sort of. We'll see about all this. I don't know. <laughs> um, new field notes dropped yesterday, Mike. They it sure usually, did. It kind of usually drops like when on Wednesdays when we're ending our recording so this one we got a, we got a little bit uh, ahead of schedule so this is the autumn trilogy edition and we're contractually obligated to discuss each new field notes quarterly edition um it's just a contract we have between ourselves so yep. uh, what did you think about this edition well are we are we gonna you want to just know or do you want to play the <clears throat> game I mean, we can play the game. I felt like the game's kind of fallen a little bit flat because they've been doing such a good job. And it's like, yeah, it's a That's good addition. True. That's true. I'll just tell you, <laughs> this is, uh, it's it's Mackinac Orton 2, right? Yeah. Is the way I yeah. feel about it. Uh, this is a very nice looking release. So in case you haven't seen it, it's it's three books, right? As always in three different colors, like a, a red, a yellow, and an orange, uh, but like a kind of orange and brown. They're trying to match the colors of leaves. Um, there is a sugar maple leaf, an American elm leaf, and the scarlet oak leaf. And they have been uh, pressed. like So like there's like a pressing a letter pressing or like a, a, they're debossed to the, the kind of the, the pattern of each leaf is debossed into the, the notebook itself. Um, the video Behind was interesting. Behind embossing, like it's like yeah. double, it's both directions. Yeah. That's, that's the impressive part is that the Field mm. Notes logo is embossed and the leaves are debossed and the leaves go behind the logo. So that mm. looks very technically impressive. And I think for that reason, um, that the video that they made this time was kind of a different type of video for them in that they mm. showed more about how the notebooks were made. The, the videos are usually a high concept type thing to like advertise mm-hmm. the the theme, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I could have easily imagined them just going and taking some beautiful photos of fall leaves, right? Like that right. 
but instead they show kind of like how they made the plates in a CNC machine that were then used in the pressing. Yeah, can I read you a snippet since you're you're talking about that part? Yeah. I'm gonna I want to read you this, which will kind of solidify what you're saying here. A sculptor at our dye our dye maker converted the flat vector files into a three dimensional computer model to evaluate the tolerances for embossing and debossing and to simulate how the covers would look under various lighting conditions before the expensive and time consuming process of physical dye making began. People, the, these people are making a notebook, Mike, and this is the this is the wording we get for the process that they use. You, I can't help but be impressed. I don't know what other people think, but um, yeah, I think it's impressive. It's uh, crazy. The the paper's lined, which is a bummer for me because I don't like that. Mm. Um, but this is an this is a nice addition, right? Like I I, yeah. I think it, it is a nice addition. Um, as, I think I said this already, but it's like it's Mackinac too. Um, yeah. But and they 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 related that in the in the copy to it, like they said. Yeah, you know, in the fall we kind of do foliage stuff. We've done Mackinac in the past. We've done Shenandoah in the past. So yeah, I prefer this to Shenandoah definitely. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I think this is a nice addition. Twenty nineteen, it's been very good. Yeah, it's very good. So my thoughts are that I want to use this edition more than the previous edition. That doesn't mean I think it's better than, like I just had, I just have a real mental block about the the National Parks edition. It's weird to me. I, I, I think, ones. yeah, no, I love them too. I, I'm not discounting that. This is, this is awesome. I love this edition. I, it, the only problem for me personally is that it's lined, but it is at least the 70 pound paper, which is what they've done from time to time. Um, mixing that in, it's a much superior paper than their standard 60 pound um and i prefer it i think the technical aspects of the printing are awesome i think the colors Mm -hmm. are awesome Mm -hmm. um yeah i can't wait to get these like i'm super excited about these i have the uh the iphone i bought the meyer lemon case which the leather case so it's actually going to like it's in this fall yellow foliage range so i'm uh i'm into that mood right now so this is right up right up my alley and i never opened one of the packs of the national parks but these i will crack right open and even though it's lined i'll start to use it just because i want to feel and see that texture um i like it when they do embossing slash debossing whichever one even though this one's both like the the grass stained green was one of my favorites um even though like their um process wasn't perfected at the time flaws and all that was one of my favorite all-time editions and uh this one this one's like not a favorite all time but it's it's perfect field notes and that's what i look for in their releases and um another good job by them did you get 11 pro or 11 pro max max so i went to the back to the i had the big one in the eight and then the standard one in the 10 and now i'm back to the big one okay yeah good boy yeah i like it better i like it better so what is the platinum pre-found, how are we even saying this, Perfonte? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so <laughs> I was streaming yesterday and we were talking about what topics could we talk about today and someone said, how about this new platinum entry-level pen? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen this yet. And they linked it to me and I basically said, oh my gosh, how do I say this? So it's P-R-E-F-O-U-N-T-E. It's a terrible name. It's the Platinum Prefonte. Um, so there was a um, runner, I guess, a distance runner in the U.S. who was, you know, historically famous, like in the late 70s, I think, early 80s. His name was, uh, uh, I forget his first name now, Steve, maybe? Prefontaine. So this is all I can do to not call like there's books written about Prefontaine and movies about Prefontaine. So this is all I think about. So this will be forever known as the Platinum Prefontaine fountain pen. But terrible naming conventions aside, I'm anxious to try this because it's $10 and it's nicer Mm. than the preppy. And this reminds me of what a pilot has done with the Explorer made a little bit of an upgrade of the most inexpensive pen in their line by adding colors and a little bit of a nicer barrel and things like that, except it's about half the price of the Pilot Explorer, I think. So this is a little bit of an upgrade from the Preppy, and then it's kind of before you get into the Plazier price point, which is upper teens to $20 range. 
So I'm anxious. It looks like the same preppy nib and the same kind of grip section. But for 10 bucks, like I, this is going to be a contender for like best entry level fountain pen, you know, um, now that the Metropolitan's price has been raised, the Eco is still in the $20 range for $10. That's a different, that's a different market, even though, you know, it's not that far off from like a $16 Pilot Kakuno. I don't know. I feel like this could be like a really good entry level option. So I'm anxious to try it and I'll be looking for it soon. I know that's not really your thing, but like these are the things that I get after like a lot. Like I love this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, I can see it as well being like a useful thing for you as somebody who makes recommendations and stuff, right? Like mm-hmm, that these mm-hmm. types of products are good. But like I just don't think that this is like a thing for me. Right. Like I just can't imagine myself really using it. Yeah, you you have no need for this. But like I, no. I have very much need for this in maybe not my personal um, everyday writing, but in the grand scope of all things, you know, all things pen, I want to see something new in mm-hmm. a price point that doesn't have an answer. And therefore it's like exciting to me. Like, I mean, I'm, yeah, like mm-hmm. if this is a good option in the $10 price point, like come on, like, right. come on. It's right. a cool and, looker too, right? Like the kind yeah. of translucent plastic and a bunch of colors. Like it's not the most beautiful pen I've seen. Kind of like the the right. um, the the shape of it, I'm not a big fan of. But mm-hmm. I think that it looks. I mean, look, it's ten dollars. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And all of Platinum's nibs, it that they use like pretty much the same nib from their most inexpensive pens, like the Preppy, like the four dollar Preppy, up until about. I don't know, thirty, forty, fifty dollars is all kind of the same nib. So that's why I'm I'm anxious to have like a little bit nicer barreled preppy, um, which is what this looks like. I'm I'm happy for it. Um, this next link, I guess we're contractually obligated to talk about this too. And I, it, why don't you lead lead this lead this off, Mike? You put this in the notes. I want you to lead this off. Uh, Bungbox have a uh, special edition pen for the Tokyo Pen Show, uh, which is themed on Alice in Wonderland. They actually have like a range of things. They have a pen, an ink, um, and some converters with with illustrations on. I think the pen is called Magic of Alice. The ink is called uh, Tears of Alice. I believe that's what they're doing. Yeah, Tears of Alice. And it is a white-bodied Sailor Pro Gear. With gold furniture, I would say like almost baby blue, like turquoisey mm-hmm. uh, like, end cap, grip section, like and cap. Tiffany blue, but one to two shades lighter. Yes. And the finial on the cap is rotten. It's stunning. Oh my this, God, I love it. This is one of the best pens I've ever seen. Like I am <laughs> super upset about this pen. <laughs> That's why I couldn't talk about it. Like I... I mean, this is this is pinnacle design for me personally, right? Like, I mean, I understand like people might might not like it or or whatever, and it's like limited edition and hard to get, and I understand it, and I'll probably never own one of these. I'm not even going to try to own one of these, honestly. I don't I don't need it. But from a design perspective, even with the gold trim, the way it works in that finial and the story, this is like this is like peak. Uh, Sailor limited edition design for me. It just is. I, I I don't know what else to say about this. Well, I know you know. Like I tell you, who needs it? Your boy over here needs it. Needs it. <laughs> now, like they put the San Francisco one up on their website afterwards because they didn't sell out. I don't think we're going to get that luck with this one. Oh yeah, I mean this. I will is, say I, though, it depends on the price. They might they might be charging a pretty price for that, especially if it's got Rodden on it. Like yeah. So it's not impossible, but. I will be keeping my eye on all of their social pages because I desperately want one. I mean, we'll we'll know people at the sh- like I'll know, I know people that are going to the show. So, but I I am not I I just don't need to. That's no, <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. But I can appreciate everything about this pen. It's fascinating. I hope to, I hope I get to see one in person one day and, and take some pictures. But like I don't I don't need this in my collection particularly. But I am it's it's drop dead gorgeous. I, I don't know what else to say. I love it. I really do love it very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I, <laughs> I, I can hear the gears turning. Like, how am I gonna, how am I going to manage this? Let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Go on. If you get this, will Adina steal it? Uh, probably. I don't mm-hmm. know. Actually, I don't know if that's. We're still trying to I think lock down what her tastes are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a pen that, that she would be into. Actually, yeah. I'm gonna say yes. So I'm gonna actually mm-hmm. gonna text her the link now. Say, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, yeah. We're this? gonna need two of these, please. She's a little iffy on Sailor right now because she didn't have a she didn't have the best experience with hers. Agreed. Right? Like she, she's just like, oh, platinum nibs are the best. I'm not so sure about Sailor nibs. And I'm like, sure. I totally understand what you're saying, but like at the moment, I'm trying to convince her to just start picking up sailors mm-hmm. from my collection and use them yeah because she got like a medium fine that had already been adjusted and i was like ah. it just did it was a little scratchy but the yeah. platinum nib was perfect but it was you know my argument to her was just like well you specifically chose the platinum nib you wanted mm-hmm. from their selection right and so like i feel like that she needs to because look platinum nibs are absolutely unbelievable oh yeah she's i mean i will go on record as saying that she's completely right like i would pick platinum nib it just you know in a vacuum i will take a platinum nib over a sailor nib but there's other things like to consider uh, yeah and i may be i may agree too they are right. very close but i may agree too right like the platinum nibs that i've had except for the one that broke let's ignore that um yeah are amazing it's but shocking how different think... those two nibs are honestly yeah. I also think pro gear nibs and sailor nibs in general are very good, yep. but you also get everything that a sailor can get you, which is beautiful design and variants and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, so yep. I, I think this is the thing that we need to continue moving down uh, the road with her on trying out the the sailor pro gears. She's, I think, writing a very long eye message back to me right now. <laughs> with, with little dots. Uh, <laughs> so you can you can fill us in after I I talk about this next one, which is yep. a. In, Equally as hot pin and actually very much more accessible. And I love what Pelican did here. So this is the Pelican M205 Star Ruby Special Edition. So every year, um, every Ink of the Year edition Pelican does, they do a matching 205 model. And it's usually like in a translucent color match to the color, right? So like when they did Aquamarine, there was like an Aquamarine translucent barrel. So this year's ink is Star Ruby, that beautiful red color. So you would think that, okay, you know, um, red translucent barrel, except they went a little bit further this year, which I am all about. They basically sparkled up the barrel and it looks fantastic. What do you think about this pen? Oh, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. Like, no like no doubt about it. Like, I cannot believe that they made this. Because it's not yeah. just sparkly, it's like rainbow sparkly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's more glittery than sparkly. Yeah. It's very galaxy looking. Um, I I mean, I adore it. Again, I'm not going to, w- I'd be closer to buying this probably than the Alice in Wonderland. Because I, I bet that Alice in Wonderland pin costs like $500, I bet. Yeah. Adina, like by just, the way, has said, it's pretty, but I wouldn't buy it. I'm not a fan of the light blue and white combo. There you go. You're off the hook. So just one for you. You're good. And it's just all yours. Just one for me, yeah. I've been very <laughs> tempted by this pelican. Same here. Same here. I don't like pelican steel nibs. Yeah, see, I do. As long as I get extra fine. So then I would be moving to a gold nib and then I'm in for like $320 and then it's like, yeah. that's, yeah, that's not worth, I, a lot of people do that on the 205 models is switch them to the gold nibs and I just, it's not a good value for me. But 170 but, or whatever, depending on where you get it from. This pen, that pen is super cool. I really like, I'm, I'm, have, I'm not going to buy this pen either. Like I'm going to have a hard time not buying it though. <laughs> That's like one of those, like if it's still hanging around, I'm sure it's going to sell out. It'll, it'll certainly sell out if it's hanging around and I see it in person, I'll just end up. Yeah. Okay. I'll take, yeah, I'll take that one. It's really cool. Cause I, I love the 205. I, it's a smaller size pen. So of course I like it. And the uh, only Pelican I own is a 205. Yeah. You have a, you have the metal stripe one. Yes. Yeah. That's a great pen. That's got because it's got added weight to it. It's fantastic. Love it, pen. Um, one more thing I wanted to talk about before we take our our break, and then we'll we'll knock out some ass TPA this week. Um, I wanted to revisit the Euchre's pen 
which I just I can't help but laugh every time I say that. Right? It's a, what, what was that pen that you had growing up, or the pen pencil Yoinks? Oh, what was that one? I think it's Yoinks, isn't it? Yoinks. Yeah, oh, you know what I'm man. talking about, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, but you've just knocked it out of my brain because <laughs> I was just about to say what it was, and now you've, <laughs> you've just, this. That's gone. So I'll start talking yikes. about the Yukers. Yikes! Yikes! Yoinks is what like uh, Shaggy would say in Scooby Doo, yep. I think, or or does Scooby Doo say that? I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> so that's what that's all what I think of when I think of Yukers. Like this is I. I'll have to look into why they named it this, which it's cool. Like, I have nothing wrong with the name. It just makes me laugh every time I say it. Hey, have you tried out the Euchers? <laughs> and it's like, it's just so strange. But it's a strange pen, so I guess the name is fitting. And Jeff reviewed it for The Pen Addict last week. And I've had one sitting here, and I've been too chicken to ink it up myself because I feel committed to like what ink I use. But if you, if you haven't heard us talk about the Ugers and you haven't seen the, the Ugers pen before, it's basically a converter filled felt tip pen or plastic tip pen. So think of your secure Pigma Micron, but with a fountain pen converter attached to it. Um, the tip sizes are a little bit wider. I think the finest they offer is 0.8. Jeff reviewed the 1.4 millimeter tip. So it's it's very marker-ish in its line, but that's what it's designed to be. And it's designed to allow you to put fountain pen ink into this style of pen. Um, we reviewed one of the fancy barrel options, which runs you about $40. And then they have a less expensive plastic barrel option that I think are only about 12 bucks, which that's the option I would go. Like if you're trying this pen out for the first time, I would cert- I would definitely go for the, the lower entry price point than going straight for like these 40, $50 barrels just to even see if you like the, the concept of this pen, but all the reviews have shown that the big question, which is cleaning it out and switching it inks works. People have been able to flush the tip, clean it like you would a fountain pen, get all of the previous ink out of the tip, and switch the ink color without any residue. And that's the challenge with creating something like this. And, you know, all signs are pointing toward it towards this working. So what I really want to do now is see how fine of a tip I can get. I hope, I think it's 0.8, which I prefer 0.5 around there, maybe a little bit smaller in my plastic tip pens but yeah i i'm gonna go hunt i have an extra one down Uh, i have an extra one uh hidden here somewhere in the house probably in the closet of doom that i want to go ink up with it's got to be something bright like i gotta have a bright fun ink with it like maybe like a andronople like jeff used califolio pacifique which is a bright blue ink and i would do something like that for this pen maybe a purple like imperial purple bung box imperial purple so okay now now y'all are just hearing my brain talk about different things would you ever use something like this i mean i think we discussed it before like this is not a u pen whatsoever but mm-hmm. like do you like is this a thing or is this just like a little fad niche thing that uh, i'm i'm overselling i think it's a fun idea and if this is if like you're not a fan of fountain pens as much, this is a really good product for you because you get to play around with all of the fun inks that everyone's always talking about. Um, if a plastic tip pen, but I'm struggling to think of when I would pick up this over a fountain pen. Sure, sure, right. But as- but as a product, it is a genius product to exist. It's something that should exist. It's a very clever idea. Because it adds flexibility and stuff, but yeah, I can't. I just don't know when I would use this. Yeah. So the kicker with this pen is it has to work, right? And I don't mean it has to write. It has to be able to switch inks. And so far, the feedback has been that it switches inks, you know, pretty easily. You know, you do have to put in your cleaning effort like you would on a fountain pen, but it gets all the way clear. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to ink one up and uh, and go for it. So I might have my own review of this uh, eventually, but um, I'm color me impressed, I guess, because um, mm. I was 
a little hesitant. I wasn't like, oh no, this is dumb. But I was like, well, no one's really been able to to deliver on this in the past, right? This is a good idea, but it's never been executed well. And I think like yeah. they may they might have gotten it this time. So it's it's good to see. All right, today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace because they'll easily create a website for your next idea or project. Squarespace have all of the tools that you're going to need to get your website online. They have wonderful customizable templates that are all award-winning. They're beautifully designed, fantastically customizable, so you can have your website look exactly the way that you want. Then you're going to need a domain name for it, right? So people are going to know where to go. Well, you can register a domain name, a unique domain name with Squarespace as well. They also have 24-7 customer support. So when you're setting up your website, if you need help with anything, they have somebody on hand all the time just there. There is nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They are an all-in-one platform. Squarespace have got you covered. Whether you want to create a blog, a portfolio, a store, a site for a website, a site for your business, no matter what type of... A site for your website, a site for your event. Maybe you've got an event coming up. Maybe you want to create a website for your website. You can mm. do that with Squarespace. They'll let you do it. It's easy. Sure. You can make any type of website that you want to build. Both me and Brad have had extensive use and we both have projects that you can see right now that use Squarespace. The Pen Addict is a Squarespace website. I have the themesystem.com. That is a Squarespace website. We both use it because it's wonderful and easy. And uh, it ma- makes putting stuff online just the case of putting your ideas there rather than having to build something from the ground up and maintain that. You can start a free trial today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash penaddict. And their plans start at just $12 a month. When you sign up, use the offer code penaddict and you will get 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict for 10% off. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So we did a metric ton of Ask TPA only last week, Mike, and we are full up again with ask those TPA. wheels keep turning my friend people got the questions for you brad who else is going to answer them no no oh well a lot of people i mean let's no it's just you you're <laughs> the only person that can answer the questions asked to you but i love all of the ask tpa that you guys send in so before we get into it i might want to mention this to mike um, because i kind of mentioned it on my stream yesterday you know this is the month of halloween which is the month of when we started our horror stories um, Mm -hmm. for the pen addict. And I've already received a couple. Um, I think people were thinking along those themes this year. So if you have your horror stories, send them my way to hello at penaddict.com, put horror stories in the title, and we will read some horror stories coming up soon this month, Um, maybe sooner than you think. So get those stories in in the next week or so uh it would be awesome spooky stories for halloween all right ask tpa this week first off mike Mike handley you go that's the first question i would love a pen recommendation i'm looking for a flexible nib to allow for a variance in line width while sketching the sailor with the few day 40 degree is close but i need more variance something like a brush pen but stiffer yeah this is the eternal unanswerable question and why i put it here is because I don't know that there is brush pen quality, but stiffer, right? So if you need that much line variance, you're going to have to go to like a dip nib and a G nib, uh, like a zebra G nib, and use dip pen and ink to get the most line variance. And it's it, I actually find those nibs enjoyable to write and like mess around with. I don't do it too much, but that's what you want. You need to get a nib holder and a stack of nibs, you know, from zebra, from browse, from any of the brands that you see, try out, you know, the most flexible ones you can find because you're not going to get that in a fountain pen. If a food, a nib is not working for you, there's probably not an answer that's going to cost you less than several hundred dollars. Um, where a, G nib and handle will cost you less than $10 and probably work better for what you're trying to do. So Mike's artwork on uh, Twitter is awesome. Y'all should follow him at Mike Henley. So um, like I always look at Matthias uh, Adolfson's like I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes because I'm, I'm stumbling through the name, but he uses the pilot Falcon and that is not a line variation pen 
despite like the style of the nib, but it gives the line enough character for anything wider than that. You're just going to, I mean, unless I guess there's probably some old vintage pens like you could do with that. Um, but you're probably just going to have to get into the, the dip nib realm, I believe. All right. Next question comes from Bijou Al. Uh, I'm looking for a smaller diameter whiteboard marker. I love the Pilot Boardmaster markers for classroom use, but they are too chunky for the marker <laughs> holding <laughs> clip on my fridge whiteboard. Oh, I'm going to go are back there, to that. Are there currently any alternatives to the small Expo markers out there? For reference, the clip is slightly too big for a skinny Expo, but fits a Lamy Safari or a Platinum Preppy. I know there are market tip versions of preppies out there, so I might order those plus a bottle of one of those noodles dry erase inks. All right, so a lot to talk about here. One is Mike skipped over the correct word in here, which is chonk, which is one of my favorite words. Not chunk, it's chonk. I prefer chonky. It's, yeah, but it's, no, chonky's I know a good chonk. word. No, and but like you wouldn't say it's too chonk because that doesn't uh, make grammatical sense. It makes grammatical chunky. sense to me. I mean, I speak mm. in internet. I mean, it is... It's in the same realm as absolute unit, right? It's a it's a term that has become commonplace now in our lexicon, and I I feel what Sarah's saying here. Like it's it's too chunk. Like I I mean, and chunky is maybe the correct grammatical um, turn of phrase there. But um, yeah, I, I appreciate that you laughed while you were trying to manipulate the word as you read. <laughs> Through, through the hey, question, look, I, I get the questions. I don't have to. I don't have to read them. You know, I edit. That's I right. edit these questions all the time. We edit while we read a lot. Um. All right. To the question, it's amazing because I've never thought of this. Right. Ex- Expo makes those skinny whiteboard markers for usually there's they are usually packaged with their small whiteboards like almost like handheld or like refrigerator magnet whiteboards and i've i've never thought about having anything nicer or better for that nor did i know that noodlers actually makes dry erase inks which i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie right here i'm not gonna mince words that would scare the you know what out of me that is like horror story waiting to happen noodlers dry erase inks I would really want to see some experimentation with those before I committed to that. Um, So, yeah, I think this is a cool question that I'll have to research. And I I put it in here knowing I didn't know the answer and in hoping that uh, the listeners might have uh, something they can they can reach out with any suggestions for Sarah, because I I think it's a pretty cool um, problem to try to solve, because anyone who is a pen addict would like something very very much cooler when they're having to use like very generic supplies like whiteboard markers like okay like i'm a nerd i'm into these things what's better that i can use that fits my needs so um listen to this chunky question and uh, let us know if you have an answer all right next question comes from clone zone uh what are you going to do about future fundraising campaigns on kickstarter yeah so i think a lot of our listeners have been reaching out to me over the past couple of weeks as Kickstarter has come out very heavy handed uh, anti-union stance. So um, a lot of, you know, listeners and supporters of us have, you know, found that behavior um, untoward and want to know, well, hey, are you going to support this or not? And I'm I'm very pro worker rights. I'll just I'll say that right out loud. But, you know, I think we're still early in this issue and I want to see what Kickstarter does right now. What they've done so far is gross and for what we will do in the future, we have options. So Mike and I don't have to use Kickstarter at all. So I'm not concerned about like any fundraising that we have to do as from pen addict from knock, as far as, you know, how we handle our campaigns going forward. We'll wait and see. I do want to say that I will continue to support artists and creators who make things if they choose to use Kickstarter because I believe in supporting them more than I do trying to dunk on Kickstarter. Um, People who create things are looking for support and could use assistance from backers like myself. So I will not hold it against anyone if they choose to, if they feel that they need to use Kickstarter to better serve their artwork or their creation or their production process. Like I will continue to support those backers because I'm really supporting them. And you know, that's, you know, um, just kind of how I feel about it. Yes. This is one of those things where, okay, this is difficult. I agree. But like, 
lots of big companies do lots of bad things,、mm-hmm. and you know y- your idea of who you support and who you don't support. It's like it reminds me of the idea of what if you found out how your food was made, you'd never eat. Right, right. So like. Totally get that. I would love to see、uh, Kickstarter find find a way that can make everybody happy. Ultimately,、mm-hmm. I think、mm-hmm. that would be good.、Um, but this, for some people, will may have to just be a necessary evil for a while, right? Because what else are you going to do if you need crowdfunding? Yeah, we don't have a great option, in in my opinion. Other people will probably disagree. Yeah, so th- it is the platform for it, right? So it's like. It, it, It might just be one of those things where people need to begrudgingly use it. Yeah,、uh, but that but that might just be the way things go in the future. We're gonna have to wait and see. Yeah. So short version, we'll wait and see, and we have options to not use Kickstarter already in place. Yeah.、Uh, from Seth, I have recently started to expand my horizons around fountain pen addiction. I love demonstrator pens because it's enjoyable for me to see the ink sloshing around. I recently purchased a Twisby Diamond 580 ALR Purple from JetPens. I was so excited to get it in the mail. I inked it up right away. After putting Roshizuku Black in the pen and trying it out, I felt like I made a good second demonstrator purchase, with the Tuzbi Eco being my first. While sitting at my desk at work and enjoying the look of this pen, one thing came across my mind. I feel like I can only put ink in this pen that will look good with the purple accents. It drives me crazy to think about putting a color of ink in the pen that won't match. Am I mad? Is this something I need to deal with emotionally? Should I adjust my spending habits to only buy the clear or silver versions so I don't have to address this part of my obsessive self? Thank you for the incredible podcast, Seth. Ink matching with pens—it's like part of the fun, my friend. <laughs> One what it's of all about. us. One of yes, us. This、One、is it. You've、us. got to get the right ink to match the pen, <laughs> and you've got to like when you use it, it's got to match. Like this is it. Yes, hundred percent. Now you can buy like I don't know a gold ink because it will look good with the purple, <laughs> even though it's almost pointless to use, right? But like this is just the way it goes. Yeah, it's over for you now, Seth. It's like you're in. You're done you're in for.、Now. This is what happens once you figure out that okay, like the path kind of goes is like, oh, is there a better pen out there for me? I was like, oh yeah, this is this is cool. I like this. And is there a better pen than that one? And you know, does it come in even cooler colors and cooler nibs? And it's like, oh yeah, look at that. Now,、uh, I, I've just always used this black ink that's been sitting here, but like I bought this purple trim one. I should probably buy a purple ink with that. And you're done. Like <laughs> it's all downhill from here in the best way possible. I. Don't have a hard and fast rule that the ink has to match. Ninety percent of the time, it's going to match. Like it's, I would get over it, but I enjoy writing with some type of either perfect match or complementary ink with my pen. It's just what you do because you have the option now.、Um, we're past buying the three pack of. Ball points that are red, blue, and black. You're we're, we're past that threshold.、Mm-hmm. So now we have options, and you can make it however you want, and that's the fun of it. So yes, welcome aboard, Seth. All right, our next question comes from Matthew. Okay, so this is a long one. You want to? You want me to read this one? You want? You need a break? Yeah, you do it. Yeah, because this is a recap, and and you were part of this, and I don't know. Did you catch the link I put in here? Um. So you will have to.、Uh, You'll have to check this、oh. out. I didn't actually hot link it. Yeah, I've, I've seen this. <laughs> you can this, choose、though. to share that. So yeah, this, no, I've does, seen this. Does this add up to you now? Yeah, yeah. No, I I knew it when I saw the intro to the to the question anyway. Yeah, because we took this question before the San Francisco pin show. This is so. This is、uh, this is good follow up. So Matthew says I had asked you previously about bringing my five month old to the San Francisco pin show. Didn't know if you wanted an update, but baby at show went well. I have a few tips for the future if people ask the same question. All right, you ready for this?、Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone, taking notes. All of you,、uh, everyone with a five-month-old, pay attention. Sunday is the best day to go. Crowds are less, and the people there are a bit more relaxed. Bring plenty of diapers and wipes, as well as a pad for a changing table. I think that's just universal. Like even if you don't have yeah, kids, that, bring that. Just feels like the way you would do it.、Anyway. Right. 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 If the hotel bathroom doesn't have a changing station, find the most out-of-the-way bathroom, preferably one with a large counter, and spread the pad there. Scope out any big, comfy, out-of-the-way chairs for feeding bottles and chilling with the little one when breaks are needed. So that's that's prep. That's you know scoping out scoping out the territory. Bring bottles preloaded with formula powder and add hot water from the hotel, either from the sink, bathroom, or hot water from the coffee shop in the hotel. Good tip. 
people tend to give you more space if you have a baby in your arms. I was able to even wear a backpack while holding the kid in the aisles with no issues, so that's good. A well-designed backpack can hold paper, inks, pens, as well as your baby supplies. Just make sure it is well compartmented so there is no leakage of baby-related fluids. Big tip there. Get the baby to sleep in the car on the way by playing chill music. Mine responded to the Crime of the Century album by Supertramp. I can't, I can't vouch for that, but if the baby slept, then it's a win. Many people at shows want to hold babies for some reason and will hang with the tyke. I got to do some shopping while Jacqueline took a turn and getting my baby back from Jesse turned out to be an issue. She handed him to the most random people, as you can see. What's this? What, we have a picture attached to this. What is, what is this picture? Would you like to share this picture? Mike, yeah. in the chat and in the show notes. I got to hold said five month old. Yeah, this was I, I was, I had just walked back to the table. I was not there when Matthew had come by, but I came back to Mike holding a baby and it was glorious. It, it was, it was everything you expected it to be and I expected it to be. Yeah, my so, biological uh, clock went berserk at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, depending on the baby, Three to five hours is all the time you're going to get. Any more than that is asking for trouble. All in all, it was a pretty great experience, and I'm glad I did it. Thanks. So that was it. Was awesome to see uh, Matthew there with his child, and um, the baby was super well behaved, and you know, uh, definitely a good call coming on Sunday. So it was a good, it was a good, uh, good show for them. I'm glad it worked out, and I appreciate the recap of uh, everything that uh, all the tips you took in. So that was good. I think Mike's just staring at this picture. It's probably yeah. no longer, yeah, yeah. no longer looking, uh, looking at the show notes. Doug wants to know if we've seen the Bill Gates documentary on Netflix yet. I haven't, but I want to. And yeah. has taken a picture of Bill's favorite pen, apparently. Yeah, so I haven't seen the doc yet, but I, I do want to see it. And I wouldn't have linked his pen unless I had a story to tell. So what this pen is is the pilot elite rollerball and when i show a picture of it to you a lot of you will know what it is this was my single most used pen in the extra fine model this is the fine or the medium model so this is the gold barrel version of the pen and it came in a black or it's like a smoke gray barrel version is a liquid ink pen and it was 0.5 ultra fine for that pen and i use this is a pen i would hunt down at office supply stores hmm. like if one store didn't have them i would go to another store it's that good of a pen i think they still make them like every now and then i'll see them so i put this in here because i haven't actually seen one in a while but we'll have this in the show notes and when you look at it you'll go oh i've seen that pen before it was never the most popular pen but it was such a good writing pen at the time like i wouldn't use it now because the liquid ink is a little too spready for me. Um, but at the time, boy, I I hoarded this pen. So I thought that was pretty cool to see that uh, he's, he's, he's still using this pen. It's probably been around for, we're probably going on two decades of this pen, I would I would think. Something like that, at least. You and Bill, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Making it work. All right, our final question comes from Nancy. Nancy says, I'm girding my loins to step up a notch yeah. into a gold nib fountain pen. I use my fountain pens for mostly sketching, some writing. A lot of artists seem to like the Pilot Falcon, so I'm leaning towards that. However, I hear you guys rave over the Platinum 3776 all the time, and I'm interested in that too. I generally go for function over form, but I do admit the Platinum looks a little prettier than the Falcon. Anyway, I'm interested in the experience of a gold nib pen and in getting some line variation. I do not know uh, what to expect. I know not to expect what I would get with a flex nib. Uh, mm-hmm. but there'll be some variation. So any thoughts on which would be the best for my purposes? Also in the 3776, which nib would give me the most line variation and spark joy? I'm intrigued by the soft, fine nib. Yeah, so I love these emails, Like just like Seth before. They're like discovering, mm-hmm. you know, like what really suits them well for their writing experience, you know, whether it's matching ink or getting a nib for line variation. This one's a little bit tougher, um, because the 3776, even in a soft medium, like you say soft fine, that's not going to give you that much line variation. I use the soft fine. I love writing with the soft fine. It does not give a lot of line variation. The soft medium will give you more. Neither will give you as much as the Falcon and neither will give you neither the Falcon 
or the soft medium will give you as much line variation as the FA nib that Pilot also sells in some of their pens if you're looking at you know something with a lot of line variation that's going to give you more line line variation than the Falcon. If you were going to do mostly sketching, the Falcon's going to work better. Um if you're going to do mostly writing, the 3776 is going to work better. So if based on what you're saying and based on these two pens, I would pick the Falcon and then you could even go with wider variation and look at the FA nib. So that's kind of what I would go with. The soft medium of the platinum, it, it's it's not going to do what you th- it would expect. Even though I don't call the Falcon a flex nib, I call it a soft nib. It still has plenty of variation if you push it a little bit. Where the platinum nibs do not. It's the platinum nibs are strictly writing styled nibs, where the Falcon you can do both with. Yeah, I'm, I would say, though, like, I agree that it's not a very exciting pen to look at. Yeah. I think, the like, Falcon. So, so Nancy, I will ruin ruin your uh, the rest of your year now. So, I love the Falcon so much that I had Jonathan Brooks make a barrel for it because the regular barrel isn't that special. So, just keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've seen it before because I've had it for years. It's that kind of a galaxy looking. It's like the... Um, it's like that Pelican Star Ruby, but with a black base and sparkles instead of a red base. So yeah, it's just basically, you know, you had someone make a barrel around a grip section, which is what Jonathan did for me in this pen. And it's just a very simple cigar cigar shape, and it it it's everything. It's one of my favorite pens. Hmm. So sorry about that, Nancy. I just cost you more money, but yeah, yeah. go with the. I I very much choose the Falcon if it for this specific answer. If you would like to send in a question for a future episode of the show, you can send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA or send an email to hello at penaddict.com, right? Yes. Um, and if you want to find our show notes for this week, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 379. Thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show. And thank you for listening, and especially if you sent in a question as well. Um, if you want to find Brad online, go to twitch.tv slash penaddict. Brad is streaming every week now. Yeah, twice a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, and we've we've held strong with that schedule for three, four weeks, oh, something like that. Good boy. So yeah, it's been good. Twitch.tv you know, slash penaddict. That's what you. Got yeah, I was just that. gonna say we talk about stationary and pens. Like I addressed envelopes yesterday, so I get some work done while I uh, while I talk to chat, and we we'll, we'll go for like a between an hour and a half and two hours, something like that, just talking about stationary stuff, and then every now and then I'll mix in some games if I have a couple extra hours to spare. Brad is Pen Addict on Instagram, Dowdyism on Twitter. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. I'm having a great time using the new iPhone Pro Max camera. You can follow me on Instagram, see what I'm up to. Yeah. Boy, that camera. Uh, It's so good. We'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. (laughs) 